Welcome to In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. A little different program today. November is both Lung Cancer Awareness Month and National Family Caregivers Month. According to the American Cancer Society, lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death among men and women. Anita Logston is a treatment suite nurse with oncology hematology care, and Katie Brown is vice president for support and survivorship programs with the lung cancer research and advocacy group Longevity. I recently talked with them about the disease and its impact on society. Lung cancer is a very common cancer. Uh, One in 15 people will be diagnosed with lung cancer. In the United States, it's the leading cause of cancer death among both men and women. And uh, there are more than 224,000 new cases of lung cancer diagnosed every year. So um, I think the general public uh, is aware that maybe smoking causes lung cancer, and if you smoke, you get lung cancer, and if you don't smoke, you're, you're uh, safe from not getting lung cancer. Um, during Lung Cancer Awareness Month, we really want people to know that there are multiple risk factors for lung cancer and that people who have never smoked a day in their lives have also been diagnosed with lung cancer. Is it something that is, is there a, is there a genetic disposition to it, or is it largely environmental? Do we, do we know what kind of the common cause, I mean, I know I hear it associated with folks that are, that, you know, that, are, that are, are, have been maybe smokers or associated with some sort of carcinogen in the air. Right. So I I would say largely um, lung cancer diagnosis is probably environmental. There's many different factors. There is tobacco. There's uh, radon, asbestos, uh, air pollution. Um, But there's also a growing population of people who have never been exposed to any risk factors, who've never smoked, no secondhand smoke, who are young, 50, under 40, and being diagnosed with lung cancer. In fact, more women under 40 die of lung cancer than of breast cancer. So the research is ongoing to see if there may be a a hereditary or genetic factor. But until then, you know, it's it's our job to raise awareness about lung cancer and that anybody who breathes can get lung cancer. I've not experienced anyone in my immediate family with lung cancer, but I have experienced in my family other types of cancer. And I know the toll that it takes not only on the patient going through the, the treatment, but it does it does take its toll on the on the family as well. As cancers go, is lung cancer one of those that is that can be difficult or, or maybe challenging for not only the patient but the but the family members as well that will be helping provide care during their during their treatment? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, lung cancer caregivers experience a really unique set of challenges. Lung cancer is an underfunded disease, and it has the highest mortality rate of any other cancers. And up until recently, there were very few treatment options. Um, there are also fewer local resources specifically for people impacted by lung cancer. And oftentimes, patients and families report feeling lack of support and isolation. Um, so getting the credible information and the support that they need can really be a challenge. Obviously, we're raising awareness during, uh, during this month. What, what are the key things that, that, that you think we need to be aware of and, and maybe we're not? necessarily as aware as we should be? Um, In terms of lung cancer, things to be aware of is that anybody who breathes can get it. Um, If you are a smoker or ex-smoker or at high risk, please um, have that uh, conversation with your doctor and um, maybe some early CT screening if, if you qualify. And also know that anybody can get lung cancer. If you hear of somebody who has lung cancer, 
um, show some empathy and support for that person and invest in lung cancer research so that we can find more treatment options and more people can survive this disease. What are some of the, the challenges for those that are would be, that will be you know, acting as a support structure as, as caregivers for someone that's, that's been diagnosed and is, is going through this? Because I'm assuming there are probably multiple stages of lung cancer like, like similar to there are with, with other types of, of cancer. Um, This is Anita. I think that some of the challenges for the caregivers would be when they are accompanying their um, loved one to their physician visit, um, to have some research into the disease before they go so that they can ask questions. Um, Taking notes while they are at the office visit is important because the process is very overwhelming and they get a lot of information. So if they take notes, they can go back and look at them at a later time. Um, also, the caregiver becomes a second set of ears because the patient probably won't hear much of what is being said on that first visit. I know from personal experience with, like I said, a different form of cancer that there is so much information that, that, that comes out. and. And uh, and oftentimes it is the person that is there accompanying the the patient that that uh, has to uh, has to absorb all of that and, and be ready to answer that. What is that a common is that a common experience for especially I guess maybe at the initial diagnosis and going through the kind of the early stages where there's just so much information that seems to be coming in at at one time. Um, yes, it's very common for the patient and the caregiver to feel overwhelmed. Um, So where I work at OHC, we have multidisciplinary teams. So the patients and caregivers meet with their physician at their initial visit. And then they have about a two-hour visit next, the the week following, with advanced practice providers, nurse navigators, and a financial navigator. Uh, This meeting helps them to identify um, needs that they have early on. And then as a treatment nurse, I am able to reinforce what they've learned at that meeting as we go through their treatment. I guess initially for a patient, it, it, this is, it, obviously I would assume it would, it would come as a shock and then you kind of, as a patient, kind of get used to what's, what's coming your way. In having you know, worked with, with patients, is it okay to be concerned and to be overwhelmed and to be not knowing exactly what's going to be happening next if you're just, as you're just sort of going through this process of, of learning your diagnosis? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not only okay to be concerned and overwhelmed, it's inevitable to be concerned and overwhelmed. Um, so the goal of the treatment team is to help you to navigate Um, through that process. And that is where the lung cancer support groups, um, navigatelungcancer.org and longevity.org, as well as your physician and your treatment team, that's where they come into play. This is probably a question for for, for both of you uh, from your various perspectives. What are we seeing in terms of of advancement in in the the treatment and and therapy for, for lung cancer? Is it, is it getting, I don't think easier is probably not the word, but are we are we seeing um, are we seeing advances being made in in the area of of, of lung cancer and, and lung cancer treatment? Yes, um, there are uh, therapies called immunotherapy, um, so new treatments coming out that 
work with the body's immune system to help fight the disease. Um, and these immune therapies have been part of clinical trials, and there are clinical trials ongoing um, that are a critical component as an option for treatment. There's a website, clinicaltrials.gov, that has information on clinical trials across the country. Um, your doctor would be knowledgeable in these trials, but it's also good as a patient advocate and a self-advocate to have knowledge of these before you go in. I wanted to circle back around to something that, that I think one of you mentioned earlier. In terms of awareness, of course, we, we hear and see in the media a lot about uh, the awareness toward breast cancer. Um, are we, do, we, do we know and hear enough about, about lung cancer? Um, and you know, is, there, is, there, um, you know, is there a critical mass there to help, help support the, the necessary and needed um, research in, in this particular form of cancer? Uh, that is a really great question, and the answer is no. Uh, lung cancer community um, does not have the critical mass uh, that you were speaking about. Um, we just simply don't have the survivors that other cancers like breast cancer has. Um, so it's very important that we form partnerships with advocacy organizations, industry, healthcare providers to get the word out about lung cancer and to partner on resources that offer support for people so that they can live longer. We definitely, um, our organization, Longevity, um, is investing in early detection, targeted therapies, immunotherapies, career development grants, but all of that comes from um, donations and, and funding. And if people aren't aware that anyone can get lung cancer, then they won't invest in the research. So it's really important that um, the media, folks like yourself, um, have shows about lung cancer and raise awareness. So thank you so much for having us. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, one, one last thing I wanted to ask is, I know that uh, just looking at the statistics that um, uh, about one out of four cancer deaths are related to lung cancer. Of those lung cancer patients, what is there a, is there a common or a standard kind of survival rate that's kind of a general rule of thumb on, on that? That is definitely a question that the patient and caregiver should discuss with their physician. They would have more knowledge as okay. to the type and the stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You mentioned the both the navigatelungcancer.org site and the longevity site as uh, good sources of uh, information for those. What else would be important to note? Well, I would just like to say that, you know, N November is also National Caregivers Month, and uh, I just would like lung cancer caregivers to um, reach out for help. You know, they don't have to go through it alone. Go to those resources, navigate lungcancer.org, longevity.org, find a mentor, um, accept help when it's offered. And uh, for people who know someone who's caregiving, make yourself available. Um, offer help, prepare meals, run errands. There's so many ways that friends and families can help a caregiver. And if that caregiver is adequately supported, chances are they won't experience burnout and they may be a better caregiver for the patient and help them survive. That's Katie Brown with Longevity, along with Anita Logston, a treatment nurse with Oncology Hematology Care. November is National Lung Cancer Awareness Month and National Family Caregivers Month. This is In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams.